Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Rabbi Dan Lieberman and this is the 10-Minute Pirkei Avot Podcast. Right, so we begin with our new Mishnah of the day, the fifth Mishnah of the first Perik, the first chapter of Pirkei Avot, and it goes like this, Yoseh ben Yochanan ish Yerushalayim, Yoseh ben Yochanan, the leader of Yerushalayim, remember we mentioned him yesterday, uh, he's the second half of the pair with Yossi ben Yoezer of Tzreita, he was the, Yossi ben, Yush- ben Yochanan from Yerushalayim, was the head of the Sanhedrin, okay, so he says, this is his Mishnah, Yehi veitcha patuach larvacha, your house should be open wide. The hu aniim and poor people should be members of your household. You should treat them as members of your household. and don't speak frivolously with women. amru with his wife, with your wife. It's talking about and even more so with somebody else's wife. From here, the sages said, Anyone who speaks too much with women, causes evil to himself, and he'll end up neglecting Torah study, and end up, will, will end up uh, um, inheriting Gehenom. Okay, I can hear you all getting excited uh, about this Mishnah already. Uh, accusations of misogyny and things like that. We're going to deal with it in a minute, but we have to deal with the first half of the Mishnah first. So we begin the first Mishnah, it says like this, the Mishnah says, Okay, now, what is he talking about? Remember the last Mishnah talks about, uh, with Yossi ben Yoezer, his talks goes on Shimon HaTzadik's first idea of Torah, Torah being the, one of the pillars of the world. Yossi ben Yochanan goes on the idea of kindness. And he says like this, Your house should be open wide. It should be open wide. What, is, what does it mean, open wide? The story, the story goes, um, the Midrash writes that, that Avram Avinu, he had, his tent was open on four directions. Uh, we read in, in the parasha a couple of weeks ago, when Avram Avinu is uh, sat outside his tent, all he wants is, is people to come. He was suffering in pain, from his Brit Milah at such an old age, and he sits outside his tent waiting for visitors to come. That's what Avraham Avinu is, is about. Avraham is obsessed with kindness and doing, uh, doing good for other people, and, and he even puts himself in an uncomfortable position in order to make sure that somebody else is being, is being treated properly. So over here, you have to open your house wide. You be like Avraham, be like the one, the one who taught us how to behave. Tiferet Yisrael also writes something interesting, and he says Lervacha also means for relief. It doesn't just mean, uh, it just doesn't just mean wide. It means for relief. So you have to give any type of help that a person is able to to, to to receive, physical comfort. You have to give advice. You have to be able to listen to people, and of course, of course, give money as well to those who need it. Uh, but it's it's about being a hospitable person, not just having your house as a place where people come to. It's about you changing your attitude and molding yourself into someone who, who is a hospitable person. And once you do that, then comes the next line in the Mishnah, 
You should treat the poor people, the people who come to your house, those who are poor in resources, those who are poor in time, those who are poor in, in, in mental stability, all these people, you treat them like you treat your own family. We have to be able to welcome people in. And uh, Rambam talks about it very much, you know, he says that uh, how, do you, how do we reconcile, how do we reconcile this idea of slavery uh, in, in the Torah? And how do we and and how do we understand, especially today in a modern understanding of slavery, how can you know you read Parshat Mishpatim about man sending his daughter into slavery and all sorts of terrible things that that really are antithetical to the way that we live our lives today? We you know of course slavery is abhorrent. So if you, if you have a look, there's a, a fabulous understanding of this and an explanation by Rav David Foreman. Uh, on his Aleph Beta website, if you haven't looked at that before, then you should definitely look about it, about how uh, slavery is supposed to work. And the point of slavery in those days was, uh, from, from a Torah perspective, it was a social engineering project. So a person who's poor, he's got nothing, a person's girl, his daughter, is, he's so poor he can't marry his daughter off. So he sort of sells her into slavery for a bit. They're not allowed to work, they're not allowed to work her hard, on condition that she marries the son of this this man of, of of the rich person who so she's able to to go up the social ladder and the same thing you know a person who gets sells himself into slavery or is because he's so poor he has to live in the house the, the the master of the house has to look after him he has to have uh, proper food and and water and, and he has to have a proper place to sleep the slavery is there to help someone out of course the the idea being completely abhorrent to us in these days, but it's not—it's not the type of slavery that we we envision with people in chains and and being you know kidnapped from their from their homelands and dragged off somewhere uh, to work on a cane plantation. The Torah slavery is not like that. It's supposed—it's about social engineering. You make that person part of your house, and in fact, the Torah says you know the person he's going to love it so much you have to throw him out at the end of six years, and if he doesn't want to go, then there's a whole process to go through. Why would anyone want, not want to leave slavery? Oh, because Kitov Loimach, it says to the Torah, it's good for him with you. It's nice there. It's uh, it's something which uh, which which is good for him and benefits. So if you run your house properly and you're kind and you treat people in a proper way, then you make them part of your family. Um, and this is this is this is so important. Um, in Hilchus Yom Tov, Rambam writes this: um, when someone eats and drinks, he's he's uh, he's obligated to um, to uh, uh, feed feed the person, feed the poor people. Especially when he drinks, eats and drinks on Yom Tov, he has to make sure. He says a person can't be happy on Yom Tov; he'll not, not achieve the proper simcha, which of course is an obligation on Yom Tov. If he hasn't done something else to make sure that someone else enjoys the simcha as well. Uh, to poor people, people who to, to to give money. Rambam is very clear on this. So you have to be able uh, to to uh, to engage in the joy of the mitzvah of giving the other people uh, to help as well. You make them part of your family. Okay, fine. Let's deal with uh, the elephant in the room. The second half of the Mishnah. Don't talk uh, excessive idle chatter with women. Okay, and it's talking about with your wife now. Today actually is is my wedding anniversary, so this is very appropriate uh, appropriate for me. It's when it's talking about wives and it's talking about somebody else's wife. Let's talk about someone else's wife first, because of course that is obvious. Engaging in frivolous idle chatter with 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 uh, someone else's wife is not appropriate. It's not appropriate when it comes uh, in in in. in in contact with 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 halakha because that type of thing ends 
in it can end in 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 a bad way. It can end with God forbid uh, infidelity and and the destruction of marriages and things like that. So the rabbis are putting a thing. Say, listen, right? In, in, your relationship with you with your spouse is sacred, as we say when when we make a, when we get married in in Judaism, it's called kiddushin, sanctification. The whole thing is a is is a, a sanctified process. And therefore, it's not appropriate to use that sanctified process to use the the tools of that sancti that sanctity in a in a way which is which is going to lead you into a bad in, into a bad situation. So therefore, so don't talk about sexual matters. Don't talk about inappropriate matters, even frivolous, lightheaded matters with someone else's wife. That's pretty obvious. But what does it say? So, so don't talk, this is what talking about your, with with your own wife. And I think the the Mishnah is saying something very very profound over here. It's saying something very profound over here. Because a person has to have a relationship that is based on meaning and based on a common direction. And if your, 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 your relationship is based on uh, frivolity or lust or some sort of fleeting interest, whether that be physical, whether that be uh, you know, psychological, that's something which is not going to last. And if you're if, if you are accustomed and the only thing you do is you're sitting around and you're speaking nonsense with your wife and you're not speaking anything, uh, anything productive or anything intelligent or anything that is that is really deep and meaningful, then that's not a relationship that's going to last. And of course, the, the whole point is that, that we ourselves uh, are, are relationship people. We uh, the, the Gemara is very interesting. He said Hashem has made. Uh, Shem has made relationships between people in order to, to, to train us in relationships. Why? So we can have a relationship with Hashem. If you can't have a relationship with a person, then you can't have a relationship with Hashem either. Um, and th that's one of the interesting reasons why before, uh, before Roch Yom Kippur, before Yom Kippur, you have to uh, ask forgiveness of other people. You have to ask forgiveness of the people around you because Hashem will turn around to you and say, well, if you can't, if you can't get on with the people around you, of course you're not going to be able to get on with me. So therefore, we're very, very careful about uh, solidifying relationships in, 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 in a proper way. And we don't base our relationships on fr frivolity. We base it on seriousness. We base it on, on eternity, not on some passing idea. Okay, let's carry on with the Mishnah. So, he's going he's gonna to damage himself in such a way because he's going to, if it's with his other wife, if it's with somebody else's wife, sorry, um, and he tell, once his wife finds out the first time, uh, his first wife finds out, then that's going to cause him damage. It's going to ruin his relationship. Or if it's with his own wife, he's going to undermine his own relationship with his wife by, by, uh, by getting, you know, have, leaving a meaningless life. And he will, he will neglect the study of Torah. Now, okay. The, the study of Torah over here, of course, Torah study is important, but this is talking about this is talking about meaning again. If you if you if you gauge yourself and you 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 accustom yourself to to nonsense and frivolity, then when whenever when there's something meaningful, when there's something important to get involved with, you, you sort of don't have the taste for it anymore. I was interesting uh, listening to a very interesting podcast about neuroplasticity and how about the brain and the dopamine uh, uh, is is released into the brain by certain activities that we do and and you know sitting around watching videos netflix youtube and things like that that is becoming a, a dopamine overdose uh, for the brain from from doing things which are very easily accessible and very uh, problematic for our our development it's not really something that 
that is 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 there for eternity. It's not it's not good, and it, it it's giving us the rewards that we should be getting from uh, other things which actually don't exist, uh, and which shouldn't really shouldn't really be there. So when when we when we when we do all of those things, we end up. Uh, removing ourselves from from the study of Torah, the study of meaning, and of course, at the end of the Sofo Yoresh you know, we end up <laughs> we end up in a, in a bad situation. We end up in a place where we don't want to be. So, Yosef ben Yochanan, Ishur Shalaim, is 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 driving us in a very particular direction. You've got to look for relationship meaning. You've got to make sure that it's proper. You've got to make sure that it's 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 driven towards something which is everlasting, eternal, and something which. Is, is, is going to stand you in good stead for the future. Because we don't want you to, to not be enjoying yourself. We want you to be uh, achieving great things in your life. And Hashem should bless you to be able to do those things. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And also, since it's Friday, Shabbat Shalom.